are the New York Knicks. I'm back. Back in the New York Blue. Well, it's the Knicks. Everybody, it is the New York Knicks podcast, episode 556, part of Dash Radio. You could also go to the New York Knicks podcast.com slash ticket club. Use code NYKP for 20% off an annual membership. Uh, how you doing, Mark? Good. I have a big question for you, Jay. Yeah. Will, will the New York Knicks make fans of the band Fish unhappy this coming year? Is this a down with disease joke? I don't even know what that means. That's one of their songs. Oh, down with disease. Yeah. No. Um, I don't know. I tell, explain to me how that joke would work, Jack. Because everyone's sick with COVID and they're down with disease. Oh, okay. I like where you're going. Just riff, Jay. Riff on fish jokes. <laughs> we'll, we'll just do improv today. Um, so, Jay, I'm asking you, are the New York Knicks going to make fans of the band Fish unhappy coming um, in a not-too-distant future? Um, probably. <laughs> okay. I, I have no idea why, where you're going with this. <laughs> so, apparently, the band Fish, they love playing Mass Square Garden. The last time they played Mass Square Garden was New Year's Eve, I guess, end of, must have been 2019, 2020, I guess. They play, they usually been, play every New Year's at Madison Yeah, every Square New Garden. Year's. Yeah. Um, but it says uh, they haven't, they did play, they must have not played 2020, they played, they played 2019. Anyway, their return show, the Mass Square Garden, is set for April 20th, 420, mm. 2022. But there's a catch. Uh-oh. If the Knicks make the playoffs, apparently they'd have a playoff game on that day. I'm not sure how they, they know this already. Um, but yeah, apparently, they don't, make the schedule. So I, I don't know. But I, this article, according listen, the, the, the writers at BroBible.com know what they're talking about, Jay. They, they get an advanced <laughs> copy of the, the playoff schedule. So anyway, if the Knicks miss the playoffs, Fish gets to play 420. The Knicks make the playoffs. Fish fans will have to get high while watching concert footage on at, at home. And they'll um, be bouncing so, around the room. They'll be, yes, Jay. You are nailing this. Ri- you are, <laughs> your improv is great, Jay. Those are um, the only two fish songs I know, so I'm out of jokes. <laughs> um, yeah, so has Kemba turned it around? Is the season back? Did T- is Tibbs secretly a genius by benching Kemba? Tell me, Jay. I mean, this Kemba resurgence has been pretty amazing. Uh I, I knew he was going to play just because so many people were out. I had no idea he was going to go berserk, score 44 <laughs> points. Arguably could have been more if Randall did. Randall decided to do like a backwards double teamed <laughs> hook shot instead of passing to Kemba, who was open at the three-point line. When Kemba had 41 points, it's like, dude, like... <laughs> I, was, um, I, I mean, it was an amazing performance by Kemba. It was uh, it was wasted. The Knicks lost that game. So Jay predicted last show the Knicks would be two and one since the last show, mm-hmm. and they were two and one. 
Mm-hmm. They beat the Pistons. Um, the Pistons, a depleted Pistons team, which, I mean, their 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 healthy roster is a depleted team. Right. Um, but they uh, they were missing uh, what's his name, their best player, the guy from the Nuggets, um, Jeremy Grant. And, Grant, yeah. And they were missing Isaiah Stewart, who's on my fantasy team. So that was fun too. Of course, yeah. Isaiah Stewart was just he did not play for just the half to sink Jays fantasy team. Um, Knicks beat them. They lost to the Wizards, and then they, they beat a depleted Hawks team. And Knicks are also depleted also. But, uh, yeah, and this is the story of the week by far is the resurgence of Kemba. Kemba, he had a good game against Detroit. Um, he got 20 points, played pretty well. Against the Wizards, the second, the second quarter, he could not – he exploded in the second. It was like a nuclear bomb went off, basically. Kemba Walker was just unreal in the second quarter. Ended up with 44 points. Uh, almost a triple double. He accomplished a triple double the next game against the Hawks. Um, what do you think about the research? By the way, this is what I want to before we Kemba against Detroit, forty minutes against the Wizards, forty three minutes against the Hawks, forty minutes. When will he be dead? Seriously, can we go from like? Isn't there something in the middle between not playing him at all and playing him almost the entire game without a rest? Like, yes, yes. Well, in fairness. Quickly, still in COVID protocols, um, and uh, um, Deuce McBride, still in COVID protocols. When those guys are back, you would think, and Derek Rose, by the way, the big news also, I don't think it happened last show. No, it didn't. He's out for the next two months, basically, most of the rest of the season. Uh, so basically, in those games, there was really no backup point guard unless you count Burks, and Pamba was playing really well, and... I don't know. I, I assume the minutes for Kemba will go back to more like a 30 to 35 minutes. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, hopefully, like, I don't want to see them just the big concern was his knees and playing 40 minutes a night is not going to be good for that. So hopefully we get some reinforcements soon. The. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just more concerned. I feel like now that Derek Rose is out, we really need the young guys to play. I mean, Derrick Rose has been awesome, but I, I also feel like he exceeded expectations so much. We were kind of playing on borrowed time anyway, and I was kind of expecting something like this to happen eventually. And But I'm just, it's a, it's I'm glad he was so good for so long. And even with this, it looks like he'll be back in time for the playoffs. So, right. Yeah. So Derrick Rose will be back in time to see Fish at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> um, we'll ask you like the Walker situation first. Why, why did Walker? I mean, we agree. Walker look has looked in this when he since he's come back, he's looked a lot better than he looked previously. Yeah. Why does Walker look so much better? There's there's a couple things that could have happened. Either one, he was playing a little hobbled, and that two weeks rest like allowed him to heal up enough. Yeah. Or he just needed a, a kick in the ass. Maybe he looked at some tape. Uh, maybe he said he didn't talk to Tibbs, but maybe he. Uh, Heard through the grapevine. Maybe he went on Twitter for a half of a second and <laughs> and saw some clips of his defense and and decided. his defense still looked kind of not that great. I mean, it, not it, like he played. Not like any of these games he played this amazing defense. No, but it was like literally worse than the league for the beginning of the season. So, so my theory here is that Kemba, when he first joined the team, he had the idea of well, I'm going to be playing. I'm going to be. I'm going to. I'm going to be a starter, but I'm going to play half the minutes. I'm going to flip with Rose, and this is. A team I'm coming to, it's it's Randall's team. I have to figure out how to fit in. 
I can't be the dominant player I've been in, like ball dominant player I've been in past roles. He got benched. He's like, this is ridiculous. Um, the minute he's like, whenever I get to play again, I'm going balls out. And when he got to play again, he's like, I'm just going to shoot. I'm going to play. I'm going to play how I used to play. Stop trying to fit in. I'm going to run this offense. That's a that's a very good theory too. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe yeah. He, he kept getting passed around the league, and he was he was being too timid, and now he's just like, that's it. Yeah, I, I think basically because in previous like his usage was down a lot from previous from Celtics from obviously from Charlotte days. I mm-hmm. uh, I think basically he just was like, I need to go back to being old Kemba, and that's what I'm going to do going forward. Shoot a lot, be a big part of the offense. I mean, he really was also like Burks has been was so so as the starting point guard. But the one thing Burks could not really do, he couldn't really organize the offense. He didn't really act like a true point guard. Walker knows what he's doing as far as trying to set other players up. Mm-hmm. It's it's been a huge difference. Basically, we have this Walker is a huge difference from previous Walker, and obviously a much better, at least on offense, a million times better than what Burks was giving us on offense. Yeah, yeah. This is um, like the first time we had Derrick Rose to current Derrick Rose. I, so I'm assuming basically Walker's knee is going to give out by next show, right? Probably. I mean, something happens the day after we record every single time. <laughs> Everyone I mean, else is are, out. So, like, that's the only thing left to happen. I've heard there's some concern. People are like, well, are the Knicks are just going to play the veterans going forward. Like, I like that Kemp is playing well, but he's not part of our future. I'm like, he'll be broken very soon. I don't want this, but he will be broken very soon. Deucen quickly will have plenty of time to play. I mean, it's, the it's going to work on, out. on Tibbs is that he only plays the, the vets, but he played quickly in Robinson a lot last season. Barrett's been starting. Like, he's been playing. He hasn't been playing Grimes and McBride as much as people would like, but he's been playing the young guys. No, but, but Grimes has now, he's earned some minutes, and now he's been playing. Yeah. And I think I think his minutes will stick. Yeah. Um, and Grimes had a big game against, him, against the Hawks. I mean, I... He shot five for 14 overall, but he hit five threes, which was a big deal. Played His defense looked good. He looked like a very solid player. Mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine Grimes will keep. It's hard, it's hard to say what's going to happen going forward, I guess. Like the. What do you think the Knicks should do here? Should the Knicks. First of all, do you think they've turned it around? Like they've, this is a spark plug and now they're going to start winning and go back to old Knicks? I wouldn't go that far. I mean. It's such a weird season, too, because, like, so many players are out. You don't know who's playing from day to day. Like, every lineup we- is just... They have a weird schedule coming up also. So, coming up, the Knicks have a lot of games against teams that are under 500 or yeah. not play. Like, and then the schedule reverses in February. They're going to get really tough. Yeah. So, the Knicks have a shot. Like, before our next show, um, the Knicks will play Minnesota, Detroit, OKC, and Toronto. This is um, the time to go on a win streak. This, this is the time where, like, you should beat Minnesota, you should beat Detroit, you should beat OKC, and you probably have a decent shot against Toronto. The Knicks could pull off some wins and really turn this around. Um, if they're ever going to turn it around, it has to be right now. Yeah, definitely. It, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd say this is a, you have to go 3-1 and one this week um, if you want a shot at the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, they they can't try and get it together when they're going through that gauntlet in February. So, well, hopefully, I mean, guys are coming back. They they don't really, other than Rose, there's no 
there's no real injuries. It's just people out with COVID. So they should be back to full strength very soon. Right. Like uh, Barrett was back. Uh, I mean, guys have come like he also tips is when they're back. He's not trying to rush them back in. I know Barrett like sat a game after he uh, after he's off a of COVID protocol. Then mm-hmm. he played against the Hawks. He looked OK. He looked like he had some energy. He ended up missing a bunch of shots. But uh, yeah, so I guess I guess the question first question is Rose is out. Rose is the big deal on this team. Yeah, he was uh, like uh, his plus minus over the last year and a half is fantastic. The Knicks generally have played so much better when Rose plays. Should the Knicks be now that Rose is out, which really hurts their playoff chances, and they're already kind of in a bad place as it is, being fifteen and eighteen. Should the Knicks be trying to make the playoffs at this point, or they should should they should be selling at the deadline? Should they be? Playing the young guys and like trading off the veterans. What should they be doing? They're, they're two games out of sixth. So, yeah, no, you don't tank when you're that close. They're two games out of sixth? I didn't realize it was that close. The East uh, is I've... super, super tight. Yeah. It is crazy. The Hawks also are 15 and 17. And the Hawks, like, people thought the Hawks, like, this is their year, basically, to have, like, a shot at, like, they're going to be real contenders this year. And yeah. obviously not not yet right now. Well, 15 um, and 17 is gets you in the play-in game right now. So, uh, yeah, it's, the East is so tight that you definitely keep going for it. I, I, they could get up to the sixth spot, like, pretty easily. Where is this team going? Right now it looks like they're in that kind of purgatory area where they're good enough to make the playoffs, but it's going to be a lower seed, and they're just going to get chewed up by the, the better teams. So they, they either have to hope that these uh, draft picks – Get improve a lot, or they're gonna have to make a move to to get a lot better. Right. I mean, like they've they've also the drafts under Rose. You can kill Rose for some other things. Like uh, I don't know how much we like we love the signing of Fournier, but on the other hand, um, like the draft picks have all been pretty solid. You've gotten value for every pick you've made. You may not they may not have a point a real they may not have a starting point guard yet, but Obi looks like a solid player. Um, obviously, quickly looks pretty good. Rhymes. McBride, everyone he's drafted has looked pretty good, but no one looks like a superstar. Right. Um, do the Knicks need, I mean, do the Knicks need another top 10 pick? I, it couldn't hurt, but they're going to have to get real lucky to get, actually, no, they can't even, they'd have to miss the playoffs to get a top 10 pick. So, right, right. So they have to either, and where are they sitting right now? Cause they're not sitting like, because they're sitting outside the playoffs right now. Am I, am I wrong about this? Yeah, no, they're in 12th. 12th. So, like, they're actually sitting around where you'd get a top 10 pick. Yeah. But, I, just, I mean, they're a half a game away from the playing game. Yeah. So, they're right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, the season also, like, not saying the Knicks should tank. It, it might just happen. The Knicks might just, like, flounder. Randall keeps sucking. And Randall had a good game against the Hawks. But Randall, if Randall goes back to being Randall, they're just... If Randall goes back to being this season's Randall, I don't see how they make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If he goes back to last season's Randall, the sixth seed is theirs for the taking. If he continues to play like he's been and nobody else steps up, then they might stay around where they are. So this season could go either way. This is around the time last season where they turned it around and went on that big run and went all the way to the fourth seed. But that... That happened when they traded for Derrick Rose. Now they're missing Derrick Rose. <laughs> I mean, I guess true. is Kemba going to be the Rose this year? Like this, 
this starting unit was terrible for the first, like, like until basically they benched uh, Kemba, this starting unit was terrible. Another back of the starting unit. Is the starting unit going to figure it out? They have to. There's no other choice. I mean, I don't think there's... We tried to make trades. There was no game-changing trade that, that was out there. Right. I, I don't think making... I'm hoping they don't trade draft picks to get Turner. I just don't see the difference he's going to make. Like, they'd be better, but I don't think the difference... I don't think he makes them contenders. Yeah, they might for... You think they would for De'Aaron Fox? I'd be down for De'Aaron Fox. I don't know what they're... I mean, according to... I think Mark Bourbon was quoted as saying the Knicks are going to be buy, they're, they're going to be buyers at the deadline. Yeah. Not, they, want to, they, they want to compete. Um, and it's not perfect. I mean, like, if you look at, like, the, the James, lots of things happen, basically. Like, um, you could have players, big free agents could, like, just team up to go on one team. Um, or guys force their way to your team, like, uh, like a James Harden forces way to the Nets. Is there a player that's going to force his way to the Knicks? I really don't think so. I mean, no one, there's no obvious name right now. That, then again, prior to James Harden forcing his way to the Nets, you didn't, it wasn't obvious he'd do that. No, but it was... I mean, they, they already had... Obviously, they already had Durant. And well, that, and it, it was obvious that, he, that they were kind of... Once they got rid of Chris Paul, you knew that Harden wasn't long for the team. Right. I mean, there's, there, are there unhappy superstars out there? Um. I don't think so. I mean, Beal should be happy now. He's got a, a good team behind him. I, I think the uh, the Wizards fans hope the Wizards don't keep Beal. The uh, like the Wizards fans, at least reading online, um, people people like commenting. A lot of the, the their fans are saying like, "We play better without Beal. His contract's about to get absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, why do we like? We're better off spending the money elsewhere. The guy's not yeah. going to get better from here." Yeah, I mean, I can't really argue with that logic. I mean, if, if you don't want to pay him, what, what is he going to make, like 40? I think he's going to 50 million soon yeah, or something. I mean, he's getting 40. I don't Either way, he gets at least $40 million. It's a lot of money to pay for a guy that doesn't, like, it feels not quite the difference maker you'd hope he'd be. Yeah, yeah. He's more of a B than an A. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, he's going to put up a really good numbers, but... But then again, are the Knicks? Do you want the Knicks to trade for Beal? I, I don't know. Anyway, there's no. If there are no obvious stars forcing their way here, maybe that will come about next year. Maybe if you just keep meandering at like seventh or eighth seed, somehow this works out. I don't know. It's it's a weird spot. It's better than we were a couple of years ago. I showed you the uh, 2017 team roster, and it was like. I forgot how bad the team was just a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's also, there's this thing about like, if you just know how to draft a lot of teams that are good have worked out like they, like you look at the Utah jazz, what they got Donovan Mitchell 12th or 13th in the draft. They traded up to get that pick. It wasn't like crazy. They traded up to get the 13th pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Gobert in the second round. Yeah. So like two of their cornerstones weren't crazy picks. The Denver nuggets got, the, M- the league MVP in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Michael Porter, I think, at like 14th or 15th, um, who's actually might, might be a uh, might not be the best contract to have anymore. But uh, Giannis was was outside the top five. Yeah, he was outside the top. He was like, I think he was a top. Was he top ten? 
I want to say eighth, but uh, actually, it might have been a little lower actually because I mean, it wasn't like he was 15th pick actually. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just like there are a lot of examples out there of players who are very good who are not a top 10 pick, yeah. Um, and so the Knicks obviously can luck into that kind of situation. Maybe that's the better path forward, maybe just keep like. Play, try to make the playoffs. Free agents will be attracted to a team that's more functional. It's better than it's better than tanking at this point. I feel like they have too many pieces to try and just blow it up. Yeah, I mean the big thing that kills me, like if Barrett was better, I'd be all in on go on trying to like make the playoffs. The fact that Barrett, I mean maybe Barrett will turn it around and like he's also twenty one years old. Yeah, but like he's the guy. He was the guy that was really going to elevate your team. He was your number three pick. He has a high ceiling. You want more from him. Obviously. Right. It's like he's fine, but with a top three pick, you want more than fine. Right. Coming into this year, you were like, Randall, boom, play almost as good as last year, but Barrett will be better than last year. Like he'll be, Barrett will be nearing all star level, and that will be a nice, like that, that that's huge. Like yeah. that's something you build around. Um, Barrett taking a huge step back where Barrett, like, you're like, like, I don't know. I mean, Barrett also was, his stomach was sick for a few weeks, I guess. He had some issues and he's now he's back from COVID. In theory, we start seeing better Barrett soon. Um, I'm anxiously yeah. awaiting this. Yes. yes I, I just, I don't know. It is a confusion. And the team, the team went two and one this week. So, and, and exciting week. But we beat some pretty bad teams this week. Yeah. Detroit, you have no business, especially a depleted Detroit team, you have no business losing to the Pistons. It's, that'd be like losing to the Magic twice. <laughs> uh, um, the Wizards, Knicks really should have beaten the Wizards. It's ridiculous they didn't beat the Wizards. Um, and the Hawks, they were without Trey. The Hawks didn't look great. Um, it was a nice victory, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, and you also wonder in this team, are we better off like and if, like, if, we're, if we're trying to win, are we better off playing the young guys or the vets? If we're trying to win. Well, normally, you'd say the vets, but the vets have kind of stunk. So now I don't know what to think. It's like it seems like they're literally better when they put in guys like Grimes and Sims than they are with Randall, which is makes no sense. But it, it's right. I mean, we're thirty three is... games into the season, and this isn't like we're beyond fluke territory at this point. Right, and so Randall looked good against the Hawks. I don't know if he'll keep looking that good, but he does a lot of things that make him very frustrating to play with. But overall, like it looks like like our whole season has been when we put in the bench, when there are more young guys on the floor, the team just performs better. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's like a weird like like the steps that like in a normal team, you're like, oh, we don't want to win anymore. We want to tank. We'll play the young guys. That might be counterintuitive to tanking if you wanted to tank. Right, exactly. It's it's the weirdest team. It it really is. Like every game the starters go down and the bench saves them, like every single game. Right. And in theory also, like if you have a team where um and that wasn't necessarily the case in the Hawks game, but most games it is. If you have a team where basically the young guys are the better players and like they're the more productive players, that would be great. That's what you want. Right. At the same time, you have Guys with like Fournier has a big contract. He seems to have to play. Kemba, and I'm not saying Kemba shouldn't play. I, I don't know. Like, I guess you're going to play Kemba until, until he plays poorly again. 
it's a weird t- and like should we be throwing I like Taj, but do we need Taj out there for play only like 20 minutes a game? I don't know. Do you need they had the, at one point in one of these games they had they had like Taj at the four, Randall at the three, Robinson at the five. Like I didn't like you didn't need the three, four, you didn't need to see Randall at the three. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. But they're also a bit depleted. Yeah, I think that uh, had more to do with like seven guys out of the game. Right. By the way, do you know that uh, Jericho Sims is in the COVID protocols now? Also, <laughs> unbelievable. That's unbelievable. I mean, we're at the, we're at the point though where guys are now coming out of it. So, um, Grimes should be back. Grimes is back, right? Grimes and Barrett is, are back. Do we do we know? So you're in the protocol. Not if you're are you in the protocols? You're exposed. Like, can you be exposed in the protocol because you're exposed, or you're only in the protocol because you have it? Uh, if you have it, because they're getting tested every day, so they're they're exposed every day anyway, just the way the league is. But um, yeah, they're they're doing rapid tests, and if you test positive, most of these guys are asymptomatic, but they're trying not to spread it. So, which makes perfect sense. Yeah. They are, the, what my question though is, what, what, I guess one of the things is like a lot of these guys probably are asymptomatic. They're not reporting on the symptoms for these guys, but let's just say like. Uh, like IQ is not back yet. Maybe IQ has symptoms and maybe it'll take him a lot longer to come back. Yeah. Like maybe the, if, he, if you actually have it and it could, maybe it's bad, that could really take you out for a few weeks probably. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Brown, it took a long time. Right. I mean, hopefully, hopefully all these guys, like hopefully IQ has no symptoms. We have, we have obviously no inside information um, and he'll be back soon and be, but like, we'll see. But he, so I, I think I'd want Things I want to see going forward, I want the young guys to get more playing time. That's the biggest thing. I don't care win or lose. I want to see Deuce McBride out there. I want to see more of IQ. I want to see more of OB. The worst thing to me is that the young guys don't get a chance, don't don't get chances to play. Yeah, well, Tibbs seems like he's getting fed up. And when players are earning their minutes now, they're they seem to be getting them. Fournier and Randall seem to have a much longer leash than other people, but it seems like when players like Grimes performs, he now gets minutes. So that's that's a good sign. The there was, I think it was in the Wizards game, maybe there was a point where I like Randall was playing a little bit with Kemba, like in the actual offense. Like I think uh, uh, Kemba hit a uh, Randall like when he was like going to the basket, and Randall finished easily at the rim. And I was like, I, that's the kind of thing I'd love to see more of. I'd love to see more of uh, more Randall getting open. Are you guys saying pick for him or, or pick and roll? Something where he's moving and, and Kemba gets him the ball and he can just react right there, basically. I, the Randall holding the ball thing is just brutal. It is. It is. And it's, I don't know why, like, everyone seems to notice this. Like, everyone's talking about it. I don't get how the team is not like, this isn't working you should pass the ball to a red hot guy who's got 44 points. Like you, you should not dribble into a double team in that situation. Like how is that not being brought up? I don't know. I mean, the Knicks do so much of the, uh, they do so much of the dribbling into like dribbling into traffic. The Knicks just love doing that more than anything. You watch other teams and you know, the Knicks might have four guys on the outside but one guy gets it, and he just kind of dribbles in place and either jacks up a shot or drives into the paint into, like, a double team. You see other teams, like, just swing the ball around and end up with an open shot. 
And like, the, where is that? The Knicks, like their offense seems to be, you try ISO, then you try ISO, then you try ISO. Right. Did you watch like the Warriors game the other day or like watch the Suns? Like it looks like they're in a different league. Yeah. I mean, there's so much movement. There's so much crisp passing. Every game I find Randall and like other guys also, but Randall, there'll be at least one pass where he makes it's just a lazy goddamn pass and mm-hmm. ends up a tur- being a turnover. And it drives me insane. I know he's putting up the numbers, but watching the game, it just doesn't look like he's putting in a huge amount of effort. And I, I don't know if it's if that's the way it really is, but like watching the game, I'm like, it looks like he's jogging back on defense. It looks like he's setting half-ass screens, like yeah, there are so many plays where like there were like where he doesn't seem to be like sprinting. Like there'll be like the guy he'll be coming back on defense. The guy he'd be covering runs, so he's he's behind him, and the guy scores because Randall just Randall on his jog back hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah, it's definitely not passing the eye test. Right, and you find like even like Obi, whatever Obi gives you, like he seems to be hustling on both ends of the court. I don't know if it's maybe reduce Randall's minutes a little bit and make him hustle some more. Be like, hey, Randall, we understand you're using a lot of effort on offense, and maybe that depletes you on defense. How do we cut your minutes so you can handle that? Yeah, Obi's man is not beating Obi down the court. Right. Like, Randall's man beats him down the court over and over. And that happens to other guys also. Yeah. And it, it's... And it'd be great. Also, the biggest thing is other guys get beat also, but Randall is the... He is the star of the team. He's the guy, if he was getting back, everyone else gets back also. Yeah. If Randall was like, hey, you sprint back, you get back, I do it, I'm the star of the team, I made the all-star team last year, you got to do it too, everyone else does it, but everyone, if, you, if you, everyone watches Randall not do it, they're like, oh, I can jog also. Yeah, exactly. You got to set an example. Because he was like the hardest worker last season, and everyone followed suit. So like, now he's dogging it, and other players are following suit. It's what happens when I mean, you're the leader of the team. Yeah. I mean, so Randall has looked better on offense in the last three games. Yeah, but he's done this before. He'll look good for a stretch of games, and then he'll start reverting back. So I'm not getting excited until I see it for another few games. Yeah. Yes, I completely agree. I just also feel like his uh, there's just too many plays where his effort doesn't seem to be there. Like, he... he he takes a he takes too many lapses during the game, I guess. Yeah. When he plays hard, he can play really hard, but he doesn't always do that. And I don't know the issue, basically. Yeah. Um Mitch has looked a little better lately. He has. He has. Um still not much offense, but at least he looks like he's getting after it on defense. Yeah, yeah, he he's looking a lot better on defense. He had a he had a big game. Well, he got a big game against Detroit. He had 17 points, which is a huge outburst for him. Yeah, for him um, that's like 100 points. Yeah, and but and generally speaking, like he's been much more active on on defense. He's really really needs activity as much as anything. Well, you need you need him to basically get the offensive rebounds, put get some putbacks, and play some stellar defense. And I think he was injured. He was part injured coming back from the foot injury and getting back in shape. Hopefully he'll be better going forward. Yeah, I mean, in theory, the Knicks should have enough on offense where Noel and Mitch can just focus on defense and they're still okay. 
It hasn't really yeah. been the case yet, but in theory, that's the way the team is constructed. I think Noel is injured also. I, I, I mean, they're like, one has to be, injured. He's always injured. It's, and, and that's like, I mean, the Knicks had him last year for the only year he wasn't regularly injured. Right. Um, so you want to go to yeah. some questions? Yeah, let's go to some questions. All right. So um, before we do that, DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to New York. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports right here in the Empire State on top of top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. You know DraftKings for their daily fantasy contests, and now they brought their expertise to sports betting so that sports fans everywhere can get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbooks offers everything you would ever want from a sports betting app, from player props to same game parlays. They have it all. In just a short time, you'll be able to bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home with one of America's top-rated sportsbooks apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So check out DraftKings and tell them I sent you by using promo code NYKP. That's promo code NYKP. DraftKings Sportsbook, coming soon to New York State. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full details. Must be 21 plus. Physically present in New York. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-8467-369. All right. So, yeah, everyone go do that. Code NYKP. Helps out the show, and um, you know you're going to be doing it anyway when it's legal in New York, so you might as well sign yeah. up, get a head start, <laughs> and uh, help help us out. Yeah, help us out. Um, and it also will be a lot of, like, I, I mean, I'm not encouraging anyone to bet money they need, but, if, but uh, it'd be a fun site just to check out and uh, make some fun bets. And, yeah, you're, you're probably going to sign up anyway, so do it now. Uh, NYKP? NYKP. Do it. Um so Anthony writes, how much better was Ke- has Kemba looked since coming back from being benched? Kemba at the beginning of the season was trying to be the best teammate and lost sight of what made him effective. Being aggressive, attacking the paint, and being a scorer first caused the assist. For, being a scorer first um, and caused the and the assist will follow. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what we what we said earlier. Um, I completely agree. Yeah. Anything you want to add, Jay? Um. No, I just keep I hope he can keep this up because uh, the offense needed needed somebody who can just take over. And Kemba is a good story. It's he wants to be in New York, and he seems like a genuinely nice guy. So I'm I'm happy for him when he's playing well. Right. I, I think they asked him when he got benched. Uh, someone at one of the reporters asked him, "Do you want to be traded now?" And he just said, "I want to play," which was a fine answer because like. He's a competitor. He's been in the league for a long time. And uh, I, I think I have to think going forward until he gets injured, he will play this well. I, I don't see why he will not. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, he's been good most of his career. So it doesn't seem like he was, unless the Knicks got him like the second he was washed up. I don't expect him to be getting triple doubles in 44 point games, but that first game where he, he got 20-something points. That, that should be uh, a repeatable. Right. I, I expect him to, like, hit 20, a bu- like, a bunch going forward. Like, I, I think he's going to try to be a more dominant player um, or just a more, like, high-usage player. Mm-hmm. And I think that will probably work out better for him and for the Knicks. Yeah. Um, you got any emails? Uh, we do. This one's from Orhe. Orhe's been uh, sending us emails for years, so I just want to thank you, Orhe. 
Thank you, Ryan. Uh, he said, I'm convinced Randall is purposely missing threes. And then he sent us a tweet that says, Julius Randall has pledged $500 for every three-pointer he makes this season to Earl Monroe's new charter school in the Bronx. Uh, he has made 24 threes in 11 games already. So you're saying he hates Earl Monroe? We're saying maybe he... Um, so I'm maybe, overcommitted with this, with this thing. I have, to, I have to miss threes now. Maybe he had a cocktail or two when he made the pledge, and then he was like, oh, I actually shoot a real lot, and uh, this is costing me a lot of money. Um, any more emails? I actually have a quick game for you. I almost forgot. Let's see. Nomad writes, based on how the season is looking for Mitch, thoughts on what his future contract will be? Um, what did... Uh, um, watch what, what did like, Dwight Howard get? He got like a league minimum, right? Yeah. Um, what's like? I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm just trying to think of like guys who give you. Obviously, he's better than Howard. I guess Mitch gives you more than Howard does. Who who's a good comparison for Mitch right now? Clint Capella. No, I mean like no, because Clint Capella is much better. Agreed, but I feel like that's the way the Knicks view him. Right. I, I, I don't think he's getting a big. I don't know why I said Howard. I was the guy. I, was, I, the, I don't see. I don't see Mitch getting a big contract. I and the contract they gave out. The only reason they would have to give him a big contract is because he'd be like, "Why'd you give Noel all that money? I want. I want at least that." But I think if Mitch went around the league and tried to get a contract, he would not get. He would not get as much as Noel got. Did you ever think there would be a time where somebody would be like, "I want Nerland's Noel money"? I mean. Uh, <laughs> He did turn out that $80 million. He turned out the $80 million contract um, a couple of years back, right? Yeah. yeah. In Dallas. Um, I don't see – the problem with Mitch is he really hasn't taken a step forward this year. His defense looks good at times. He can't stay on the court. He doesn't give you a lot of offense. I like him. I think the Knicks in the offseason may just say, let's see what you get on the open market, and we'll, we'll match it if uh, – if it makes sense. I can, uh, let me revise your statement just a little bit. The problem with blank is that he hasn't really taken a step forward this year. And just fill in the blank <laughs> with any Knicks player, and, and it, it works. Um, top paid NBA centers. Who's the best played center in the NBA? I mean, it should be Jokic, but it, it's probably not. It's not. It's Gobert. Um, okay. I mean, defensive player of the year multiple times. That, that makes sense. Yeah, then Towns, then Embiid, then Jokic, um, then Horford, who has a uh, crazy contract from a couple years back. Um, Jared Allen got $20 million a year, but would you rather have Jared Allen or Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson? You'd rather have Jared Allen, right? Yeah, but it, I don't know about $20 million a year. I'm, try, I'm looking at the list, basically. I am down to 15th. 15th place is Dwight Powell. He gets 11. You could say you might have what you might rather have Mitch than Dwight Powell, but Dwight Powell also just seems overpaid. Yeah, but I think I think any starter is going to get around ten million a year. Um, right now, what number? What, what number do you think Noel, Noel, uh, Noel is of centers? Centers. Uh, he's probably around twelve. Twenty-first. Really? Okay. Eh, good. Eight million. Um, they also count like, uh, well, they're like, like 
let's look at this list. There are a lot of O centers are also overpaid. I mean, uh, I think the market for so I think Mitch tops out at ten million a year. I, yeah, I think that's maybe, fair. Actually, and which is actually Noel gets eight million a year. So maybe I'm maybe my maybe he tops out at eight million a year. Then I think there are too many guys that play center that you can get on pretty good deals. Yeah, Mitch isn't doing anything crazy right now. Where I'd be worried about somebody trying to steal him away for too much money. I, the only right. problem would be the Knicks bidding against themselves. I would think. Yeah. Um, Although the NBA is weird because with agents and stuff, you never know. Like you see a crazy contract, you know, like that makes no sense. But then you look at who his agent is, and you're like, oh, the agent basically represents half the league and said you're not getting any of these players unless you overpay this guy so like it's it's more complicated the nba isn't just like talent-based contracts um yeah no you're right and also like a team also teams have to have spent a certain amount of money so some contracts get inflated because the team has to spend money i feel like that should be illegal though what it's basically extortion oh whatever who gives a shit about the, the owner's money I mean, I give a shit when it means we're capped out because, like, we got manipulated by an agent to sign a crappy player. I mean, the Knicks get... I'm sure the Knicks get manipulated. Um, I, so I have a question for you, Jay. So I made a quick game for you, Jay, of trivia. Okay. You, I, have three tri- I have three trivia questions for you. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Who is the last... And they're all Knicks-related, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope so. Who is the last You Knicks- just start doing, like, science trivia. Uh, who is the last Nick to average... Thir- um, play 30 minutes a game, and shoot over 50% from the field, who was not a center. Over 50% so for the field, so, over 30 minutes a game. And not a center. Because obviously centers, um, like Mitchell Robinson has done that more recently. Right. Um, and I also, I also have the, the answer for who's done, who's done it for 20 minutes a game also. Okay. So 30 minutes a game, over 50%. I feel I like the Knicks don't have a – one of the reasons I asked this question, I feel like the Knicks – they don't often have a guy who's not a center who's efficient. Charles Oakley. Um, yeah, it's more recent than that. Okay. I'm pretty sure Oakley did that, though. He might have. I didn't get, I didn't get back there. Well, I know it wasn't I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if Charles Oakley did it now that you said that, though. Um, I, I think he probably did because I, I, I actually I'd be shocked if Oakley did not do that. Yeah, I would too. Um, so more recent, o- over thirty um, minutes a game. Yeah, Oak- Oakley definitely. Oakley did it a bunch of times. Yeah. Okay, so it's probably going to be. I wonder if this is going to be ridiculous. No, it's. I was going to say it's going to be somebody ridiculous like Bargs, but no. I, I'll, um, I'll give you a hint: the twenty-minute guy who was more recent than the thirty-minute guy. He is kind of funny. Uh, the thirty-minute guy makes sense when you when you hear the name. Okay, so was it uh, Zach Randolph? More recent. More recent, okay. So we're in the, into the last, like, 10, 15 years now? Yeah. So I don't think it was any of the guards. The Knicks always had streaky guards. So I'm thinking it's going to be, like, uh, David Lee? Uh, more recent, actually. Okay, all right. I, I, I don't know if David Lee did it. I didn't get back there. I didn't have to go far that far back. Wow. Okay. The, the, um, I, I'm going to guess David Lee did not do it. The, well, he was a center also. So, 
Um, Who is the power forward? He's power forward, I guess. They, yeah, they, they moved him back and forth. Uh, he should have been playing power forward, but I think they did play him at center for pretty long stretches. Yeah. Um, David Lee, but David Lee, David Lee did it um, for the next number of times. All right. So I'm doing good uh, at guessing players, just not a more recent player. This one will be kind of obvious. Obviously, you know it's not Mello. <laughs> no, definitely not Mello. Uh, I think he did it like one or two games. Um, so you want to give me the answer? Uh, yeah, give me the answer. Amari, the ten eleven season. Amari, okay, yeah. Uh, obvious, like he had. A, he was great when he first got here. Yeah. Um, the twenty minute a uh, game guy, the last twenty minute game guy was more recent. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, who do you think of that that one is? Jason. This Kidd? Was What'd you say? Jason Kidd. No, it was uh, Michael Beasley. Okay. All right. Yeah. He was, he was, he was efficient. His, his short time here. Mm-hmm. Next question. Last Nick to have eight assists a game. You, you think you want a point? I mean, your goal would be to have a point guard that averages eight assists a game, right? Yeah. yeah. Who's the last Nick to, Nick to do that? Skinny Raymond Felton. Uh, yes, you are correct. All right. Nailed that one. Same, same season as Amari. He averaged nine assists a game. Mm-hmm. That team um, was going many, somewhere. It was. Um, so how many rebounds a game would be a good number of rebounds for a Nick player to get? Center, any, any positions? Yeah, I, eight to ten. You know what, but your, your, your best rebounder will be a really good number. I mean, your best rebounder, you'd want at least ten. I think, I think a ten at a minimum, but I, I think really twelve would be the number you'd want. Like, to be like a, you want a, an elite rebounder, twelve rebounds would really be like... Yeah, twelve is probably like top ten in the league. Yeah, you want that. You mm-hmm. want a center. Anyway, what was the last Nick to average 12 rebounds a game? Um, who, to be, I, I want to add, who played the majority of the game. So if a guy, if a guy played six games and averaged over 12, that doesn't count. He played the majority of the season. David Lee. No. Really? Never did it. Never did it. But wow. never, never did it for the Knicks. Wow, okay. Um, definitely wasn't Amari. So I gotta go um, in, in fairness to in fairness to Lee, um, he did average his his number his best season with the Knicks as far as rebounds was eleven point seven. So we think so it was, was close. very close. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Was it Zach Randolph? I know he was Not over ten. Rand- he was over ten. And again, I think the Knicks every year should have a guy that averaged at least ten. Yeah. No, it was not. Then it. Then I'm gonna go all the way back to Oakley. It was not Oakley. Was it Ewing? Yes. 92-93 season. Oakley didn't average more than 12 rebounds a game since 92-93? Nope. Wow. Okay. Um, Oakley, uh, his best rebounding season for the Knicks, at least. Um, he did it for Chicago. So for Chicago, he had 13 twice. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I might have screwed up. Uh, I think I, I maybe I did screw up, actually. So he did it. Oh, no, no. He did it prior to Hewing. That's what it was. He did. Uh, he, Oakley did average 12, but it was before Hewing's season. It was 90-91. So I said, I said the, the uh, Patrick's 92-93 uh, right. season. Yeah, and I'm yeah, looking, yeah. I'm looking too. Uh, 94, he had 11.8. Yeah, he was pretty close. I, I just feel like that's a number. Like, if you, you want guys to be, like, you'd like a guy having an elite rebounder on a team. Yeah. Um, 12 would be at that number. Assists, I feel like you need a guy to get eight assists a game. 
Um, and you'd like to have a player that's not a center who can get over 50% in yeah. the field. All things you don't have to have. It'd be nice the Knicks to get one of those things sometime in the near future. I mean, Oakley wasn't even playing huge minutes. He was just a really good rebounder. He was a really good rebounder, yes. Um, he, was, he was a badass player. He, he was he, uh, really good, really tough. I loved having Oakley on the team. Um, there was two seasons where he played 36.0 minutes, which really made the per 36 minutes stat easy to figure out. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty... <laughs> Um. Yeah. So uh, anyway, a little bit of trivia. Who is the next Nick to accomplish one of those three categories? Uh, uh, so the next Nick to average fifty percent from the field, who's not a center, is he on the team? Oh, who's it going to be? Um, yeah. Mitch can do it if he gets over thirty minutes a game. Because yeah, he'll take like not not, sh- not 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 center. He'll not take like center. two shots and go two for two. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I said not a center. Oh, yeah, Center's obviously right. Chandler. Obviously, had, had had was over fifty percent for the Knicks. Also, yeah, yeah. But um, not a center. I'm gonna say. Um, I'd say no. I'm gonna say. I don't know about twelve rebounds. I don't. The assist isn't looking good either. <laughs> maybe McBride over eight assists. Yeah, maybe if he gets the uh, eventually gets to become. First of all, you have to like it has to be a point guard. Playing, you have to play at least 30, 35 minutes a game to get the assists. Um, and the Knicks have to trust on a point guard to get those minutes. I mean, Randall's write, not too far away from 12 rebounds. He averages like 10, but I just, I feel like he's not going to get the extra two. No, yeah, I don't think he'll get the extra two. Um, yeah, like in theory, that's the kind of player you'd want. If Mitch could get 12 rebounds a game, I'm willing to pay him. But he doesn't. So I'm going to go with maybe two years from now, McBride is the Knicks starter, and he's averaging eight assists a game. You don't think maybe it'd be IQ? No, I don't think he passes enough. I, I think I think IQ's. I feel like IQ's more of a two or like more of just a scoring guard. I, I don't see him averaging eight assists. So you have big hopes for McBride? Yeah, look at the look at the games where IQ plays huge games. He still gets like two to three assists. McBride seems like he's a real point guard, yeah. um, more of like a pass-first guy. So I could see that'd be, that'd be thin. If two years from now McBride is our starting center, sorry, sorry, starting point guard, starting center would be weird. Uh, starting point guard and average eight assists, something's going really right. Yeah, I mean um, McBride, um, he got nine assists the the game he actually played over thirty minutes. Yeah, no, he did. Um, he really does seem like he played like. He seems like a guy that the Knicks would want to develop. Um, I would hope when he come. I hope when he comes back, he gets point major point guard. Like I, I'd hope it's going to be Kemba and him, not like Kemba and Burks or Kemba and IQ playing. Right. Like I have more. I would like to see how this works. I want to see IQ play, but I'd like to see IQ play the two more. Yeah. Um. And the the fifty percent from the field, I just don't know. See anyone that efficient on this team. Yeah, I don't either. That 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 would probably be the hardest one. Yeah, like I just don't see the efficiency. Like, it'd be great to have that. Uh, of the three, I guess the assist is the big one. It would be the most important one for the Knicks. But having the fifty percent of the field would be nice, also. Yeah, yeah, it would. But yeah, the Knicks really need a a guy who can 
get a ton of assists because that that changes the whole game. That's the thing. That's that's what's really been lacking. It was lacking from last year. It's been lacking for a while. A guy that can really run the offense, set guys up. I mean, like I appreciated what Randall did last year with getting a bunch of assists and like playing well. But the I think the offense running through Randall is not a long term solution here. No, it's 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 a ball stopping offense. Right. Him trying to figure out what to do. Like he's not a natural point guard. And I think Randall is so much more dangerous if a point guard is setting him up. Yeah. Um, you have anything else you want to talk about? We're just about out of time. No, that was pretty much uh, I wanted to do those questions. I thought it'd be a fun, a fun little exp- idea. It's also just kind of thinking about what the Knicks need. So, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add? Um, let's just do real quick uh, predictions for this week. They got four games, right? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going what we talked about earlier, three and one. I think uh, they should beat Minnesota. They should beat Detroit. Um, beat OKC. I think they're going to be on a little bit run. Knicks, Knicks fans are going to be going a little crazy, and maybe it'll be disappointing against Toronto. Um, and if they lose to one of the other, like they're going to go three and one this week. I, I, I think I have a. I'd be surprised if they don't do that. Toronto's not really good either, so it's four very beatable teams. But right. the way the Knicks play, they're probably going to disappoint at least once. Uh, my <laughs> prediction is the Minnesota game is the one they disappoint. By the way, if they go 0-4 this week, do you want to cancel the show entirely? Just never do it again. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. They better they better they really like two and two would be a disastrous week to this <laughs> Yeah. Just like, knowing what's re- coming up in February. Yeah. If the Knicks go 0 and four, they should go full tank and trade everyone at the deadline. Yeah. If they go one and three, they should go full tank and trade <laughs> everyone at the deadline. If they go two and two. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm still leaning towards tanking. <laughs> Three and one, we can go for the playoffs. All right. So <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for joining in the chat. If you want to uh, chat with us live while we do the show, you could follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash crumpledbacon. That's crumpled with a P. Uh, or you can follow us on YouTube. We do YouTube Live now, too. YouTube.com slash T-I-T-O-W-A-J. Uh, There's a reason for that weird name, but I'm not going to get into it right now. And uh, we will be back. It's uh, if you go into um, online there, they have these SNM chat rooms and that's Jay's name in the SNM chat rooms. All right. So (laughs) thanks for listening, everybody. And we will be back uh, next week. (laughs) Goodbye. This is the end. Take